pandemic trapped a bunch of aging role-playing gamers in their homes, forcing them to crawl out of their pen and paper comfort zone and into the online world of virtual tabletops and video calls. To join them as they raise the curtain to share their stories, insights, and love all things geek. To grab your long sword and your plus one bottle of Viagra and get ready for another episode of Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. That's a lot of syllables for one sentence. Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast, which is another installment of Meet the Cast. I'm Matt, and my uh, co-interviewer today is... It's Sean, and uh, we want you to get to know our cast a little bit better, and what we better way to do that than to share some of their history with gaming and how it has played a role in their lives. So without further ado, let's meet our cast member. All right, so um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Anthony Kupo. Uh, my uh, handle is Buzzardog Hydra. And, Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I've been really excited to uh, partner up with you guys, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun, so I'm happy to do this. Thanks for having me on. Cool. I think I just right, gave, well, like, um, five intros at once, but go ahead. That's all right. <laughs> No, I got more interest yeah. for you. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'll start and then we'll just um, we'll take turns. So when and what system uh, did you first you know, start playing role playing games? Um, so. Technically, my first role playing system that I purchased was the Indiana Jones uh, set that came out from TSR um, and. I didn't know anything about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't know what TSR was. All I know is at the time, I was a diehard uh, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones fan. So, like, if it had anything to do with Star Wars or, or Blade Runner or Indiana Jones, I owned it. I probably had two copies of it, like, whether it was action figures or... or uh, uh, magazines or like the playing cards. Uh, that was like a big deal. And so when I was at, um, it's interesting. Okay. So back in the day, you know, before Amazon, before Barnes Noble, you had these uh, smaller chain stores and you had Walden books. And in my small uh, mall, there was cold bookstores and amongst the uh, comics and what have you, I saw this box set and it, it had Indiana Jones on it. As a matter of fact, oh, hold on. Oh, you still oh, got go. it. You probably still have. Tony keeps all that stuff, oh, man. Yeah. It's behind his other Boba Fett. He has like 50 <laughs> of them hidden around the house. Uh, I forgot. This is just audio, isn't it? Yeah, but still, we want to so, see it. So I walked away and I went to my uh, bookcase nearby. And I bought this. Oh my gosh! And there it is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's it. So that's in great condition. Yeah. So uh, and it still has all the pieces and whatnot inside. So, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Matt, I don't think he's even opened that. I, that's right. <laughs> I don't think it's open. I think it's a classic. I think Harrison. I think Harrison Ford's actually <laughs> in there carving that. <laughs> he is. Uh, a lock of his hair. <laughs> um, so you know what's, uh, okay. yeah. 
No, I'm sorry. No, you know what? You're in luck. You're in luck. So uh, we were checking today on the uh, Free League Publishing website and um, to, to ask them a question about our upcoming thing. They've got a new product that's coming out later this year, and I'll send you the link later. Uh, it's Tombs and Temples. Ah, it's awesome. they don't they right, and the picture they don't say Indiana Jones on it, right. but the picture is so it looks like someone's created a uh, new rule set that's kind of based around the Indiana Jones uh, thing. So hey, we know who's running uh, the Temples and Tombs later this year, right? <laughs> awesome. awesome, that sounds great. So um, all right, so, so I, I picked this up, and uh, back then it wasn't it wasn't to play the game; it was just like. If it has Indiana Jones, I own it. Ha ha ha! I'm the king of you know temples or whatever, right? And so it wasn't until a little bit later that I finally got involved with um, uh, real gaming. And the set that kicked me off or started me off was GURPS, um, generic universal role playing. GURPS, yeah, yeah. By mm-hmm. Steve Jackson, I believe. Yep, Steve Jackson Games. So. That was actually my first uh, role-playing system. So, so along that lines of that first, what you know, could you tell us? Remember your first character and tell us about him because you, you went into your first role-playing system. That would be GURPS, yeah. right? So, you remember the first character you played, or yeah, that oh, there the it classic. is. See, there yeah, you go. I got one. Yeah, I got one too back here somewhere. Uh, so, um, so it's uh, it's been a little while, but. Uh, of course, the first person that I got involved with, like, you know, uh, uh, again, it was like, it was either Han Solo or, or Indiana Jones. And so the first uh, character uh, with Gerbs was sort of like this, uh, uh, it wasn't a smuggler, but, you know, it was this uh, uh, rebellion type, uh, I'm sorry, um, outcast who was a mercenary for hire. And what was great huh. about Gerbs, uh, of course, was like, uh, because it, it could lend itself to any sort of genre, the first yes. system was a sci-fi system. And so I could, I could be Han Solo pretty easily. So everything was like uh, uh, all the, the charisma points, uh, his uh, uh, attributes were whatever, Harrison, whatever uh, Han Solo did, that's what this character did. So. Well, I'm trying to remember his name. That's the thing. Because uh, also, keep in mind, like, Buckaroo Banzai was out, so I was trying to be oh, yeah. uh, a little uh, experimental. I can't remember. It'll come so, I got, I th- was it was it Sans Bone Smuggler? Was that his name? You <laughs> said exper- he was experimental, and you were having wet dreams about Han Solo, so. I, I yeah. think, it, yes, it was Ricky Handjobs. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ricky Handjobs, we got a job for you. I'm right here, boys. I'll meet you in the men's room. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it in the men's room, the peekaboo lounge, you know. Bring your shame rag. Um, just, oh my gosh! But uh, again, that, that's yeah, that. Uh, that was uh, Gerbs, and it was a uh, this sort of like a space cowboy, basically. Cool. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Uh, so, um, all of the games you've played over the years, do you have like a favorite character or uh, characters that you've played? So, yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, so. Without a doubt, my favorite, and it probably still is because I just had the most fun with this character and this system. Um, I was Shadowrun up and down 
all the time. As soon as I uh, caught wind of that, I was fully on board. I, I, I understood the narrative uh, right away. I loved it. You goth bastard. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so my character, I think uh, uh, the character's name was Mr. Misty. And it was Mr. A Mr. Misty. Mr. Misty. Mr. Misty. Did he have a, did he have a band? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mr. Misty was a, a technomancer, um, but he, uh, he got cyber enhancement so he could basically morph into anybody. So this is definitely after. Oh, Jesus there you Christ, go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I never got the book. You you had the book, Matt. I don't. I, never I got couldn't it. afford the book. Uh, my buddy Feeney had it, so he loaned it to me. And I was working at a, a basically. I was working at a school, so I used the hell out of their photocopier and like <laughs> copied the whole book. Yeah. Um, oh, you bastard! So, uh, I, 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 meanwhile, do you have the book? How much was it? Like twenty four dollars or something? Like back then? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, you know was, what. This is it's forty nine dollars. Well, yeah, it was like fifty bucks back in wow. the nineties. It was not that's cheap. Why, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's a, like a that's like five hundred dollars today. One million dollars <laughs> to a kid, you know, at the time. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, Mr. Misty, uh, he was what I thought would be the ultimate assassin, uh, and and this is admittedly after T two. So he could morph into anybody he needed to to get to his target. But the really cool thing that I thought up was uh, uh, I used all the magic. Um, he, he used all the magic uh, in points so he could turn into mist. So he could basically get in and get out, turn into uh, what he needs to kill his target, maybe assume their uh, persona and just walk out of the building. So I love uh, cool. playing that character. Nice. Yeah. That's cool, man. And it's, it's, it's a good idea for a character, actually. So, uh, what is your favorite role playing game system? I mean, you, you talk about role playing games. So, what is the, sounds like you like Shadowrun, but what was the favorite system you played in of all the systems you played? Yeah, it, it was Shadowrun because. So, it would be Shadowrun. Yeah, so, okay. You know, uh, Okay, it tells me how lame you are. Okay, keep going. So, no, but like um, Blade Runner comes out and it becomes my new. I remember Blade Runner. Favorite, yeah. Because Harrison Ford's in it. Well, that's why I saw it without a doubt. And and what's weird is so in uh, 82, it comes out. I watch it because you're expecting it to be Indiana Jones and it's something. No. Very stark, you know, uh, complete tonality is completely, you know, it's rather depressing and dark for some reason. I'm like, yeah, that's, I like that world the most, you know. Um, it's dirty and grimy. It reminds me of Jersey City, my hometown. So um, <laughs> that's where I want to live, right? Um, and then Cyberpunk comes along where it's like, it's Blade Runner mixed with Excalibur with the with the magic and everything else. So I'm like, so the possibilities for storytelling were I think just really limitless. Um so that spoke to that hit all the uh the, the checkboxes for me. Uh so yeah, Shadowrun. That's cool. All right. Have you ever seen um the show uh what was that Sean? Is it called Burn Bright? No not Burn Bright, that was the movie. Right. That bright burn? No, you're talking about um, the Will, the Will Smith. Smith movie. Yeah, the movie like um, a. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Tony? It's, it's, uh, yeah. This, um, yeah. it's uh, 
Yeah, it's basically it's a, Shadowrun. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, we have uh, we're intermingling with orcs and other fantastical creatures. Right. Yeah, and I actually I enjoyed it. I thought that was a pretty good film. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, the film we can't seem to um, remember because we just are a bunch of uh, bunch of morons. That's that's the film <laughs> and, and uh, Will Smith's and, uh, in it. And, yeah. and it's a neat film, and Will Smith's all right. And you know, and you know, Will Smith, Mr. Smith, if you're listening to this, understand we think that think the greatest of you. It's a uh, well, God. The it's thing the is, tip of my tongue. While we can't I'm put watching, three I, brain cells together. I, I also couldn't help but compare it to Alien Nation with James Caan and Mandy Patinkin. You remember that? So the aliens oh, land, yeah. and James Caan yep. is forced to uh, team up with Mandy Patinkin, and of course, uh, they wind up bonding by the end of the film. But it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, it's a similar sort of the buddy film. All right. Yeah, bright. It's called bright. Bright. That's just, okay. Yep. Just bright. bright. It's called bright because because the uh, magics are called bright. And the thing is, you don't. It's a it's a type of alert. So I actually had to look it up, man. Yeah. I'm thinking of all this crap. Yes, God, the guys made a lot of movies. He's more than just the Fresh Prince. That's just right. sort of say. So, all right. Well, so uh, there's a there's a show that we all watch. And Will Smith's like the executive producer. What show is that? Um, it's not WandaVision, but there's something that we watch. And now I have to look it up. But anyway, if, you, if you're on his uh, IMDb, look up shows that God he produced. Damn it. One of the shows that we watch every week, Will Smith is like the person that brought it to TV. And he's not Note in to it. self. This is this is what you this is what younger people get to look forward to. Just not remembering a gosh dang thing. Because the problem is, as you get older, you you, you see too much. Right. You see too much, and right. uh, I think that's important. I remember, I guess, which yeah. All right. Look, a producer. He's produced forty-four shows. Wow. Karate Kid that's Two. It. I think it's Cobra Kai. Oh, he does Cobra Kai. I think it's Cobra Kai. Yeah, it's Cobra Kai. Oh my gosh! So I haven't watched it yet. No spoilers. I, I'm look. I'm saving that one up. It's good. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's bubble gum. You know, it's uh, as long as you think of it as popcorn. You know, don't think too much about it. You'll enjoy it. Right. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Let's get back. What do we got here? Um, all right, Matt. You're is, you good. Is it me? <clears throat> doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, I mean, we're on the real world experiences line if you want to give them that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, Tony, uh, what real experiences have kind of shaped the way you play RPGs? You know, um, I, I dabble in making films uh, and productions once in a while. And so I see a lot of parallels there where you, you got to get some um, the, the, the GM has to get their story together and keep it somewhat loose because that's the fun is uh, how everybody else, Oh, how the other characters uh, change the story and make it evolve. And, and, and so it reminds me a lot of that sort of collaboration that happens when we play in the game, but it also happens in real life when you're, you, you need to uh, problem solve, you need to come up with cool things on the moment. And if you plan it out too much, you may lose an opportunity to, for something fresh to come in. And so that's what I really like about uh, playing the game is uh, some of my buddies, uh, Sean or, or Sousa or, or, or Tier, might come up with something out of left field that doesn't make any sense. But that's the beauty of it. All of a sudden, it's like 
that's what we're going with. Let's keep moving forward. And otherwise, if it's too structured, it can come, uh, it can become rather uh, stale. Um, so, uh, you know, collaborating, um, uh, what do you call the, uh, the collaboration, uh, getting prepared, you know, with your characters. And as long as everybody's staying true to their characters, you, you could see a lot of uh, unique opportunities. But when people start to um, uh, sort of uh, play it up too much or anticipate uh, what other people are going to say, it, it becomes generic. And as long as people are playing their characters and being honest with their dice rolls, uh, it, a lot of fun can uh, come out of the, each experience. Cool. That's 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 a pretty good answer. Um, but but you know I want more out of you. I want, I want the truth. Damn it! You can't so, handle um, the truth. You can't handle the truth. And so um, so given how uh, you know your experience, your time role playing uh, then versus now, do you think that role playing games are more popular today? And if so, why? Well, um. Today is the 17th of November of uh, November. Let me take that again. So today is the 17th of February, 2021. <laughs> and this, is, this is quickly turning into like the Alzheimer's. Yeah. Interview. <laughs> like, uh, guys, I, gotta, I think I need, I got to change my depends just a minute. Ah, crap. It smells in here. Huh? Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. So, this is the 17th of uh, February, 2021. We, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but what's interesting is even... Uh, so it's easy to say that because of the pandemic, everybody's at home. And because of technology, because of uh, this video conferencing, it's taken away a lot of excuses why I can't play. I'm home anyway. I might as well uh, join in with my friends and have some uh, a good time where normally, it, you know, it's kind of hard to find a time once a month to get together, drive over your friend's house and do the same setup where now I have friends who play once, twice, three times, four times a week, all with different groups because they're home uh, and instead of spending an hour and a half driving to somebody's house. And they're not married. And they're not uh, married. Yeah. No children. They don't have yeah, kids yeah. running around. <laughs> um, but the, uh, but however, let me, even before. Yeah. Let me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah. I just want to say, let me put a disclaimer. That is not a knock on marriage and kids. It's just a reality that when you're married and have kids, you don't have, you can't play games four days a week. And if you can, you're going to be divorced soon. Take our joke. Yeah. Take my advice. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> um, and that's the thing because uh, because you're married, because you have children, you know, you really savored that time to know that the mm-hmm. third Thursday of the month was your day to go out and, and, and goof off and or, or have some fun with your friends. And so now – in a way, it's like it's just really easier to say, "Okay, honey, I'm going to be in whatever room uh, playing with with the gang." So, but I will say, really, for about six years leading up to this moment, a lot of my friends, some are on uh, this very podcast, they started building momentum where it because again, 
playing as a kid, it, it still had uh, all the, the, the stigmas that were associated with, uh, with gaming. You know, it, it's, uh, it wasn't popular. Uh, it, was, uh, it, it wasn't something a lot of people could relate to. And now, just slowly over the, the, these years, in the dark alleys or, you know, in the sub-basements of sub-basements, people are like, hey, do you want a game? And you have to, like, look around and say, yeah, yeah, let's do this. And then... Yeah, man, let's take a hit of gaming. Come right? on. Yeah. <laughs> um, first adventure is free. Yes. Uh, and, and thankfully, it's just not only grown oh, with, uh, with my friends, but the popularities, it's really starting to um, cross a lot of borders where people are just open to it. They're, they're understanding it. Uh, but I, th- I think another game changer for me is uh, uh, D&D Advance, Roll20, where uh, for some people, part of the joy might have been spending all of Saturday building your character, where now, honestly, within you could just go and within 15 minutes have a character generated for you and you're in. You're ready to, you don't have to learn about every uh, 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 prerequisite to uh, uh, to build your character. You don't have to have the phone book in your hand to do this. Um, so I think the technology helped cr- create a new awareness, but with video conferencing, it's just really fantastic how we can all jump in on a game, you know, within minutes and not have to leave uh, our home. Well, you know, Tony, you're talking about D&D Beyond, uh, which is great, and uh, but I did have an image, you know, where I, we, we talked about taking a hit of D&D, and I'm <laughs> like, and I got this image of, of like, and for some reason it's, don't ask me why, but it's Tear in an alley going, I'll suck your cock for 30 minutes of 5e right now. Just, 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 just whip out a D&D book, man. Oh, you know, just going down. And that would be a hell of a, like, uh, comic. And I don't know why I made Tear, because Tear has probably the most fucked up uh, facial expressions. <laughs> Not that he would do that. Well, <laughs> he would do that. So, so Cooper, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but that's I'm not get, sure how we got out. from there. Sean, Sean, you've just been trying to work in you picturing tears sucking someone's dick all night long, right? It's like. Yes, I have. <laughs> so each, each podcast, I throw somebody under the bus, and this one's tear. You know, so, I mean, oh, I got I got Matt, and, you know, Chris is easy. Chris is just so easy. I just, you know, I almost don't want to do it. So, but uh, um, that's going to be edited out, and I wanted to say that. That's funny. <laughs> It's funny to take it a hit for five e. All right. Um, um, uh, so I guess uh, so. Our next question is uh, all right. So, so what are you playing or running right now? Okay. Um, so a year ago, basically, um, Tier and Sean and, and Souza uh, invited me to join this group. Um, uh, AARPG, and I, I was very, I, I was like, you sure? I'm kind of rusty. And they're like, no, we drink and, and game. It's going to be fine. Um, yep. And a year later, I'm just really enjoying it. So I was running uh, uh, some Shadowrun adventures 20 years ago. So um, I'm very happy to just be a player and contribute uh, uh, in that capacity, but I am starting to get that itch uh, as you as you were kind of alluding to. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. You start um, realizing, you know, it's like those muscles, you, you know, those ref- memory uh, uh, reflexes. You just want. I'm saying that completely wrong. Um, 
you get the itch to want to start running and uh, getting a game going. So, no, you know, I get it. You know, my wife coined a term uh, when you have a kid. But that's so when you when you get married first, um, you know, you and your wife, you're doing stuff, but you have more, you have the freedom still. So, sort of, you know, because you don't have, you know, you can go do stuff with your friends. You could take that separation. It's like I remember me and you and Tess were talking one time about having a life outside your marriage where you do stuff, the wife and the husband, occasionally go with your friends and, then you have a child, and then that's it. That's the end of it because everything's about your kids, right? And then you're raising them, and then they get to a point in age where you can leave them alone, and they won't, like, slit their own wrists or do anything accidental to themselves. And, like, with Braden, my son's nine, and Matt's kids are, you know, he has two that are around the same age, you know, without getting into details. And, you're, of course, your daughters are older than that. So it's like getting back into freedom. Like, my wife doesn't stress as much about me doing this because there's not so much to do because she has a lot to do and we're not as busy as we used to be dealing with our kids yeah. like in a, in a fashion as in raising them, dealing with them because they're sort of a little more self-sufficient. Um, so I agree with you there. I think that there's something to that. And if there's anybody listening to this, uh, if he's young and doesn't have kids, it's going to come. And when it comes, you're going to hate it, but you'll get used to it. Then one day it'll be over. So, yeah, but you'll be focused on your kids. And that's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. But uh, but it's, you know, you, you the stuff you give up. It, it does irk you once in a while. And I mean, it irks us all because you miss that, especially when you got guys like Tyr, like, hey, man, I'm going to be gaming down such and such. It's not like you bastard. I just, you know, I'm at home for kid vomiting on me. I work my toe and he's talking about how he's going to go out and go part. I'm like, I hate you. I hope you die. That was, no, no, that's but a, that's a valid point. I, I, I find that um, <laughs> you get married, and you, and you, you know, it's like, like you said, Sean, you're all in for your, you know, your children, your family. Yeah, but as yeah. they get old, you, you, <laughs> you start seeing the the goalposts. You're like, okay, I, and, and in this case, it's like I can game now, <laughs> and so, and it's a big, it's a big finish line. You know, it's great. Yeah. Um. I also wanted to say one other thing is, uh, as far as like uh, running games, uh, just like uh, Matt and, and uh, Nathan, it's like uh, back in the day. It uh, one uh, here's a big difference between then and now is uh, it, it's it really is so much easier now than it was back then because back mm-hmm. then I was literally drawing maps drawing characters and scenarios and getting the, uh, the, 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 you know, getting the grids out. And so people can play where fortunately there's so many great, great companies that, uh, so, uh, what's, what's it called? Uh, in real life, uh, 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 was it cartography? No, like no. So if, if we were actually in the same room together in real life, there's actual physical models that you can buy that are. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're the company said, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about." Right. Oh, there's, several, there's so many great. There's, co- yeah. There's se- yeah. yeah, there's several companies that make uh, things you can pre-order, uh, and of course now you can 3D print things if you really want to. Right. So if we, when we ever do get back together in person, Nathan's had a 3D printer for several years. Oh my god. Um, and so he's printed out a ton of stuff. I have another guy I play with. Oh my god. He's, yeah. he's got like two of them running, almost like constantly printing out like tiles and stuff, dungeon tiles. So no, the it, the technology is really um, 
it's come along. Tier way. has one too. Does he? Tier has a 3D printer too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's has his set up in the basement. I don't know. I think he's done a couple things with it, but nothing too much. Well, my thing is like, um, I mean, I make guns with mine, so I'm just saying. Oh, wait a minute. ATF, no. <laughs> edit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't edit. have a 3D. I don't have a 3D printer, so okay. John, and all my John, guns are registered. Okay, John Malkovich. Uh, what was that uh, in the line of fire? You're talking about Reds? No, Clint Eastwood uh, and John Malkovich is the assassin. Remember? Uh, oh, when he was, well, yeah, yeah, John Malkovich. No, I, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about uh, being John Malkovich <laughs> when they were sliding into his brain, which, right. which was very. Good, well-acted movie, I must say. Uh, well, in your case, it's being Lord Ireland. Uh, Nobody wants uh, to be me. I'm slip into the spring. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, no, but, uh, so, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, Elv- uh, Dwarven, Dwarven Forge, Elven Forge? Dwarven Forge. There's Hero Forge. Hero Forge, Hero Forge makes Hero the characters. Dwarven Forge. Right. Dwarf Forge um, but then, like you said, you've got magnetic ones that snap together. You have all these things. They're so detailed. Like, why would you... 3D prints it when it's all like ready to go. Unless you have, of course, a special character that you know you want to uh, customize yourself. But and then uh, online with Roll Twenty, there's these maps. Uh, the the, uh, the technology in Roll Twenty, you know, uh, uh, Nathan's really crackerjack at like uh, adding the lighting effects and revealing maps. Like so, it's there's a lot of different ways of experiencing the role playing and. Uh, and again, uh, your your wife and family is just like, "Where's Dad? He's you know he's not an hour away. He's in the basement doing this thing." So I think that's great. No, it's cool, man. Um, so, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share for our listeners during this uh, brief interview about the life of Don Cooper? Brief interview that's a half hour long. Um, just that I, I am looking forward to uh, the adventures. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. Um, and then with our group, uh, you know, it's, it seems like it's eventually is going to expand and have, you know, uh, in completely different genres and characters. So I, I'm, look, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where this all goes. And I'm really happy to be on for the ride. Well, that's great because I quit now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I I did this. Uh, I got this all set up to screw Matt all up. It was a whole plan all along. Nathan knew about it, by the way. Great. I'm putting Nathan. He, he actually suggested it. And uh, I'm sending, I am also have Chris's uh, resignation right here. I'm going to fax it to you real quick. You know, because I want you to see this to physically cry at tears and see it. But uh, no, that's that's not it. But OK, so that's going to wrap up our session to meet the cast. Thank you, Tony, for sitting down and sharing your personal gaming story. Thank you. And Matt, if you want to close it out, go ahead. And thanks again to you listeners for tuning in to the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and play games.